What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler All-Decade Return Specialist, Josh Cribs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection Podcast, where AA Alex and AJ host the Mid-American Conference Best. everybody welcome back to the csc podcast all my action all the time i'm your host alex the captain joining me as always you know him you love him it's aj the guru what's going on everybody aj welcome back the mac baseball tournament has come it has gone we have a champion we have an ncaa tournament coming up let's recap that mac championship and ball state's incredible run from the three seed to tournament champion Absolutely, knocking off the number one seed, Kent State, at home. Which, I mean, Kent State was a – they were a mountain of a team this year in the Mid-American Conference. Juggernaut. And they were. And Ball State pulled it off, really, the top of the ninth with a grand slam. Uh, this, no, with a high score game, was it 12-9 to nine or something like that? 12-9 to nine was the final. And yeah. you, you talk about Kent State. I, I don't think people really realize how impressive they were this year. 42 and 16. They were 24 and 6 in conference play. 24 and 3 at home. Mm-hmm. You could not beat Kent State at Kent State. Like there was there was no no winning those games. That I mean no, that wasn't. was that was impressive. But they came out, they played extremely well and obviously, you know, Ball State secured the win you you know you're looking at what ball state did this year as well ball state had a they had a solid year 36 and 21 um at home they were pretty solid 13 and 6 on the road they got the wins that mattered they were only 16 and 14 but the the one the one win that mattered was the championship tournament win and what was really impressive is ball state was the only team who went undefeated in the tournament you know, obviously yeah. that's what happens with the winners, right? But even up until the championship game, they every game they played, they were the the goal was to eliminate somebody. And they played Kent State in in back to back games. They they started Wednesday with the opener with Central Michigan, won a wild seven to six game. You look at that box score. Central Michigan was on pace to win this thing. They were, um, they were up they were up five to two till the top of the eighth when Ball State took a took a early lead or took a late lead and ended up winning this thing. They ended up winning seven to six. And I mean, that was just a great game. If you're, if you're ball state, that's a game that you come out and that's the kind of game you want to try to win. Then they moved on. They almost shut out Kent state in the first match. Uh, It was a six to one victory for the Cardinals. And then in that championship game, let's, you know, I'm looking at this box score a little bit closer this was a game that really, if you had told me Ball State was going to win this thing in walk-off fashion, uh, or as much of a walk-off fashion as you could, I, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, but Kent State, they looked dead to rights in the eighth inning, or Ball State looked dead to rights in the eighth inning, 
Kent State had scored seven runs in the previous two innings. Ball State was just looking for something. They were down nine to eight. Then they hit that grand slam in the top of the ninth. Adam Tiller, Mm -hmm. four runs scored, obviously, grand slam. That just, what a win for Ball State. What a gutsy win. And this, this was a huge one. Looking at the attendance numbers, or the uh, not the attendance numbers, because we know unfortunately Mac baseball attendance is not a not a big thing. But looking at just some of these numbers here, I mean, they had a lot of hits in this tournament. Yeah, they really did. Just in uh, the championship game, they had fourteen hits with zero errors. Kent mm-hmm. State twelve hits with one error. Um, you look at it. You could look down the numbers here. The Ball State at thirty-eight at bats. Now, obviously, obviously how it works, but nevertheless, right. you look at guys here, you know, five at bats, five at bats, you know, two or three hits apiece. Mm-hmm. So they did a great job putting the bat on the ball, and they did just enough, obviously, to make it to Lexington, which we'll get into here in a little bit where they take on Wildcats of Kentucky in the first round, who the number one seed in that bracket. Um, but yeah, obviously, great for Coach Mahoney. Uh, all those guys down the Ball State program, they've uh, struggled the past couple of years. It was an opportunity to represent the MAC very well. And it's just, you know, it's wild too. You have Kent State, a Kent State team with 42 wins done for the year. Well, and that's, you know, I saw there, I'm sure you saw it on Twitter too. Kent State petitioned to the NCAA tournament, like, look, you know, we have 42 wins. We're one of the top, I think it was like top 15 teams in the country in terms of win total. Their yeah. RPI was above 50. I think their RPI ended up being like 49 and their 64 teams made the tournament. You know, I know that they, the committee says RPI doesn't matter. RPI doesn't matter. But then when you go to start handing out tournament bids, you look at what matters. And the thing that weighed the most was the RPI. It's why Campbell doesn't get to host a regional, despite the fact that they, they deserve to Auburn had Mm -hmm. a better RPI. Yeah. You know, and that was that was huge in the headlines for for Campbell and for for teams in general. Sure, Auburn has much better facilities. I'm not questioning that, but don't tell us RPI doesn't matter. And then award teams who have better RPIs. I just I I think it's silly that you you pick and choose. There's there's always that human element to picking these things, and I'm fine with the human element. I've never had an issue. I take that back. I've had issues with the human element. I don't have a human. I don't have an issue with human element as long as you're consistent. If you tell me a team with a 49 RPI doesn't deserve to make it, that's fine. But don't give it to a team with a 49 RPI out of the Big Ten when -hmm. you're not going to give it to a team with that exact same RPI out of the MAC. That the the number's the same. Mm -hmm. You know, at that point, your conference, where you played, where you started, doesn't matter if your RPI number is the exact same. So that's really my big issue with the NCAA tournament and how they pick these teams. I, I truly believe Ball State deserved it, obviously winning the MAC tournament, but I but I really believe that Kent State deserved to be in. 42 and 42 wins is just just incredible. You know, they had a couple power five wins over Ohio State and Pittsburgh. The, I mean, this is a team who came out, they they gutted out some some crazy good wins. I'm looking at their schedule from teams that they did play this year. You know, they had a lot of shutout victories or not shutout victories, but they had a lot of sweeps. UT Martin, they swept, they swept a lot of Mac teams, Northern Illinois. Um, 
you know, they, they beat Pitt, they beat Central Michigan, they lost a close one to Indiana, a three to four game to Indiana, who's in this bracket with Isn't Ball State. Right, yeah. Um, you know, they swept Bowling Green, they swept Akron, you know, they you know, they've got a ten to five win over Ohio State, swept Ohio, um, lost a nail biter to Michigan. I mean, this is this is just uh, you're, you're telling me that this team doesn't deserve to be in. I I disagree. I, I vehemently disagree because Kent State had the resume to be an at large in this tournament. Just sadly, we don't get to see them play a little bit, a little bit more like we think they should. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, it's one of those situations. that's very similar to, uh, you know, when you get deep when it comes to like you no. Know, the records anyway, you always talk about March Madness and, you know, you always have that 16 being the one in the first round. It's like, oh, wow, this team with 32 wins is home the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's always going to, there's always going to be somebody that's sent home. Just how it is, unfortunately. Right. But nevertheless, we, Mac does have good representation. Ball State, it's a great program. Yeah, they put like so 32 wins in the year, playing really good, which we can get into now as they go on and play Kentucky here tomorrow Tomorrow at noon, your time, mm-hmm. 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. my time, which is great. Here for it. So, yeah, Ball State 36 and 21 is going to take on a 36 and 18 Kentucky. And also in that bracket is IU at 41 and 18, taking on West Virginia at 39 and 18. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious. So, I, and we'll get into the, the Kentucky hosting the regional bit in a minute. Ball State played Indiana twice this year in baseball. Yeah. A 16 to 13 loss and a nine to eight loss. You know what they say, third time's a charm. Sure. I, I would not be surprised to see Ball State loses this game to Kentucky, but I would not be surprised to see them walk away with at least a win over Indiana. You yeah, know, absolutely. They clearly have the numbers to do it. I mean, they were in both of those games. I'm looking at their I'm looking at their game right now from the 13 to 16 loss. And this this was a game that I mean, they were right in the whole time. They actually took an eight to three lead in the second inning. The big difference, and I'm looking at it right now, was the fourth inning for Indiana, where they scored eight runs to Ball State zero. That that's really the difference in this game. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking at this. Indiana, I mean, they're they're a good program. I, you know, don't want to take anything away from them and what they've done. This is this is an Indiana team who has played really well all year long. But I but I genuinely believe that Ball State can win that game in this regional. And I love that they got paired against or paired as an opponent for Indiana in this regional. Yeah, without a doubt. You know there's ties between the programs. You know, we kind of look here that we can kind of go over here at the top 16 seeds for the tournament. Uh, number one is Wake Forest to 47 and 10 on the year. Wake Forest is nuts. I would not be surprised to see them win the whole thing. And I know we say that every year. They've got yeah. a quality program, them and Vanderbilt, but this might be Wake Forest year. They haven't, won a, yeah. they haven't won the title since the 60s, I believe. 60, something like that, yeah. You had Wake Forest to one Florida, 44 and 14 at two, Arkansas at three at 41 and 16, Clemson sitting at four, 43 17. Uh, at five is LSU at 43-15. Vanderbilt, we just talked about, six. Uh, six seed, they're at 41-18. and 18. Virginia at the seventh, 45-12. and 12. 
Stanford at eight, 38 and 16. Miami I'm going to stop Florida. you right there. I'm going to stop yeah. you right there at number eight. So we're doing the top 16 seeds, right? Yeah. Five of those top eight are from the SEC. Well, t- the SEC has 10 schools in the tournament. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. and they all deserve it, right? I mean, you know, I'm do. not going to discredit what the SEC does, but five of those top 10 teams or five of those top eight teams are from the same conference and they all have 40 plus wins and there's more coming. Right. Unbelievable. Right. So at nine in Miami, Florida, 40 and 19 at 10 coastal coastal Carolina. There wasn't a solid program at 39 and 19. The 11th seed is Oklahoma state at 41 and 18. The 12th seed is Kentucky at 36 and 18. As you see 13 Auburn 34, 21 and one on the year. Uh, 14. I didn't know, I didn't know baseball had ties anymore. Neither did I. <laughs> My Sycamores down in Terre Haute, Indiana, sitting in the 14th seat at 42 and 15. Uh, South Carolina at the 15th seat, 39 and 19, and rounding up the top 16 is, an Al- is another SEC program in Alabama at 40 and 19. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of the 16 programs have 40 wins or more. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so uh, let's let's break down this Kentucky regional. This, uh, sorry, this Lexington regional. Yes. Um, Kentucky, obviously, they're the number one seed in that regional, or the they're the top seed in the regional. It's uh, they're thirty six and eighteen, like you said. They finished eighth in the SEC, and they so looking at it, they actually finished dead last in the conference in home runs. Yeah. Um, they were, however, second in the SEC and 11th in the country in on-base percentage. For those who don't know, it's, you know, the percentage to get on base, which seems obvious, but sometimes people don't know those things. They have 89 stolen bases, which is second in the SEC, and they are tied for second in the SEC in triples and sixth in the SEC for doubles. So they always get people on base. They get people moving, and that's, that's why they have... That's why they have 36 wins. They have 53. I, I this blew my mind. 53 sack flies this season, which is six in the country. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, their their starting pitcher, Zach Lee, has 13 starts with a five and two record with about a 3.58 ERA. I couldn't tell what that number was there. It was a little blurry. Um, and he was big for them in in you know late SEC play. West Virginia, another quality program. They're on a little bit of a losing streak right now. They've actually lost its last five games, and two of them came in the Big Twelve tournament. So they are on. They're they're hoping to rebound and using this this game against Indiana as a chance to kind of hey let's get this figured out. They they're kind of led by JJ Weatherholt, who's been kind of their star. He has a four forty three batting average which is second in the country, and he leads West Virginia with 15 home runs, 35 stolen bases. Moving on to Indiana, 41-18, and 18, as you mentioned, and they have actually lost four of their last six coming into this tournament. Mm-hmm. Brock Tibbetts, it's a position I know you'll like. Their, their catcher is leading them in hitting, and he's batting at 372 with 10 home runs and 66 ribbies. Devin Taylor leads Indiana with homers with 16 and has driven in 57 runs. 
the star of this team, though, just looking at numbers and whatnot, um, Luke Sinnard, he's been the starting one of their starting pitchers. Yes, his number says he's six and eight. Or sorry, his his height is six eight. He has a six three record. They put these numbers right back to back. Um, he has a six and three record with a four point fifteen ERA in fifteen starts. Hundred and nine batters have been struck out by this guy this year. Yeah. 17th in the country in strikeouts. That's that's incredible. Um yeah, and then really obviously is. Ball State, you know, we can d- dive into them, but that's who that's who Ball State's looking at trying to beat in this regional, and that's that's tough. It really is, but it's a great challenge playing a, a Kentucky team at home. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it, you you and I have talked about it through text and what's going on at in Lexington and the at UK with no hotels and stuff like that. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but I think it's a great opportunity for ball state to get in and, and get out quickly. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and play UK. Who's a great, I mean, they've got just a couple more wins than you do. I mean, you're sitting there at uh, 36 and 18 versus the 36 and 12. So same amount of wins. Yeah. So, you know, only time will tell, but I think it's a fantastic opportunity for the Cardinals right uh, here going tomorrow. Well, and you know, I'm I'm looking at some of these Cardinals numbers as well. They've won six of their last nine. Obviously, three in a row to win the MAC tournament. Um, you know, Rich Maloney. They have won 16 games on the row. So, for them, you know that being in somebody else's like in that visiting dugout, that doesn't really phase them. You know, Rich Maloney knows this team inside and out. He's been there for what 18 years. A hot minute. Yeah, he's been there for a while, so he understands this team. Um, and I, you know, I'm looking at, you know, at junior. He's the junior Deckler, Decker Scheffler. Scheffler. He yeah. leads ball Ball State with a 388 batting average. I mean, th- that kid can just hit. He can go yeah. out. It doesn't matter who's throwing at him. He can hit. Um, you know, Trenner O'Donnell's their starting one of their starting pitchers. He's five and three. With a sub three ERA, you don't see that in college baseball anymore as a starting no. pitcher. No. A sub three ERA is impressive. Um, and he's he has struck out 92 batters over 84 innings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's been in very, very impressive. I'm excited for Ball State because one of the biggest things that people people talk about in in baseball, in college baseball, is how good the SEC is. There is no denying that the SEC is a phenomenal baseball conference. They are the baseball conference in college sports. I'll just, you know, we'll say that and softball, them and the Big 12. But the SEC has the advantage on hitting because what can they do year round? They can be outside, they can hit. The strength the MAC brings to every tournament every year is pitching. Mm-hmm. because yes, your guys can't get outside. They can't get out and hit, but what can your pitchers do indoor year round? They can throw the damn ball. Ball state is in a great position to come out of this regional. Even if they don't win the regional, to come out of this regional with at least one win. I, I would love to declare ball state could make it to the regional championship. Similar to what Miami, Ohio did in softball this year where they actually beat Kentucky women on their way to the regional championship. But I would not be shocked 
if Ball State won two games in this regional and made it to the regional championship, just as I would not be shocked if they got sent home after day two. Right. Kind of a yeah, one or the other for me. Exactly. You know, you kind of look, I, I would imagine O'Donnell is going to get the start tomorrow. Yeah, I have uh, to imagine so. Yeah, he's a 2.98 ERA with a 5-3 and three record on the year. He started 50, he started 14 of his 15 games this year. So, yeah, I would no. imagine he, what's that? Yeah, I was going to say yeah, no, he's been he's been absolutely excellent. He's the one who has 92 strikeouts. Yeah. Like yeah. that's yeah, impressive. South Lake, yeah, South Lake, Texas. So, I'd imagine he gets the bump and you know, it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, I'll I'm sure I'll have the game on my computer tomorrow. It'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just exciting to know that there's still mid American Conference sports going on. Uh, as we get into the tournament here, because we do know, because you know, we are fans of it, how college, how much fun the College World Series is. You know, we mm-hmm. talked about the, the softball World Series with Coach Fenton a couple of weeks ago, but on the softball side, how exciting that that has become over the years. You know, the road to Omaha is just as fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I live a couple hours, you know, not far from Omaha, so it might be maybe a trip to make this year. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. That'd be a lot of fun. But let, let let's talk about a little bit more to this regional um, media is hot right now. And I've got some choice words, so I'll let you go first, but accommodations are not great for this Lexington regional. There is a clear overwhelming home court, home field, home diamond advantage that is a little bit more unique to Kentucky than any, any of the other regionals. Yeah, it really is. It's something that I don't think I've ever seen and all of, my years of just being a fan in general, you know, this is kind of one of those situations where, you know, Lexington's not a big town, but it's not a small town either. Yeah. And I guess the only saving grace for this is it's not far from Muncie. It's not far from IU. And it's not far from Morgantown. Right. Well, so that might be the only saving grace when it comes to this, but the elephant room is there's a concert country concert going on at Lexington and there are not hotel rooms enough hotel rooms to accommodate players and fans and everybody alike who will be in Lexington for uh, this regional round. I'm trying to find the picture here, uh, but yeah. it has the, essentially the prices of what what's going on here. So you're pretty much staying in a freshman dorm and you have to pay for you to do your laundry. I think it was 92.50 a night. 92.50 a night. Correct. And laundry room on each floor, a dollar Fifty to wash and a dollar fifty to dry. dry. Yep. There's a kitchen on each floor. Bike parking, refrigerator, and microwave combination be provided. High speed internet, which is fine, whatever. But still, this is not a great look. And looking at the dorm just from the outside, it's definitely the freshman dorm. So, when when I heard that Lexington was hosting this regional, I was excited. Because yeah. I've seen those facilities. I was down there last year for Kentucky versus Miami in football. So I stopped in. I checked out you know, baseball facilities because you always hear the SEC has great baseball facilities. And they do. The facilities are beautiful. Um, Kentucky has a really nice setup. When I heard that they were hosting this regional, I was excited. When I heard about what accommodations were going to be, I was mortified for the teams and the fans because it's not just that country concert or whatever. 
No, there's also another, I think it's the state championship tournament or state regionals for high school baseball, something with state baseball tournament, if if I remember correctly. Hmm. So they've got that going on as well at other diamonds in the area. So if I'm the NCAA, you know, I saw somewhere that they approved this site a couple weeks ago um, in case Kentucky was selected, like they've approved it or whatever. So if I'm if I'm Indiana or if I'm the NCAA, my question is, why why did we approve this site knowing these other dates were other dates and events were going on this same weekend? Mm-hmm. Why didn't we give it to West Virginia, who I think is the two seed in this regional? Correct. Yep. So why why didn't West Virginia get the consideration? Or Bloomington. Bloomington's beautiful this time of year. Bloomington's beautiful this time of year. I understand you want to reward the top seed with it. That's why I think, you know, West Virginia, they're the two seed. They were right up there. Mm-hmm. But I think Bloomington, though, would be more centrally located. I don't think so. I think Lexington's more centrally located because you've got, because you go to Bloomington, that's the furthest west. Granted, West Virginia would have been the furthest east. Mm-hmm. You know, Ball State or Kentucky would have been the most two central places. I guess, yeah, I guess so. So, you know, I, I, and I get, I get that. I, you know, I get the, the regional travel and I, and I get all those things. But if I'm the NCAA, I'm embarrassed that we approve this. Um, if I'm, if I'm Ball State, Indiana and West Virginia, I'm, I'm calling for somebody's head because this is, this is embarrassing. This should not have happened this way. This should have been a, how do I want to say it? This should have been something that the the committee actually looked at a little bit closer and said, wait a minute, we can't get fans there. We can't get the teams in hotels, let alone fans. Why, why are we approving this site for, for a tournament regional? Right. And it's interesting too. I mean, Indiana state's hosting. You know, and they're hosting Wright State, North Carolina, and Iowa. I've been to Terre Haute many a time. There's nothing in Terre Haute. Right. So I just I'm shocked and I'm and I'm I'm disappointed in the NCAA for giving the green light for this regional. Sure. Granted, I know Kentucky did did enough to do to get the the top seeding in this regional. I just I'm really disappointed in the tournament and the committee for making the decision they did to host it here with those other factors going on. That being said, I really hope it's a great regional. I hope that things go off without a hitch. I'm just vastly disappointed in what the what the championship committee has decided for for this regional and how it's going to fall out. Yeah, absolutely. I guess only time will tell. I mean, who knows? I think this is kind of uncharted, maybe uncharted water. But then again, though, this could be something that happens every year. But we only know about it because Ball State's in it. And that's we only know we about it because Ball State's in it. And, you know, the, the speed of social media. Like, yeah, I feel like this has gotten a lot more attention than other stuff in, in various regionals. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a couple of factors for sure. I just I'm very surprised that the committee approved this site. But yeah. It is what it is. I'm excited for tomorrow's game. It's going to be exciting. Ball State, Kentucky. This this one should be a good one. I'm hoping Ball State's pitching can hold up. I know that they have the talent to. I know Central Michigan, what, two years ago, was in the regional championship when they had to take on Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So like and Central was good. Central was real good. <laughs> they had a really good team that year. Yeah. And they almost knocked off Notre Dame in that regional That's final right, yeah. too. I watching that. Yeah. Yep. I remember that. That was a great game. It so, was. you know, I'm I'm excited for for Ball State, you know, obviously Coach Maloney and what he's done down there in Muncie has been has been great. He's been building a program. You know, I feel like a lot of coaches come in, flash in the pan, successful, they're gone. He's been mm-hmm. there a long time and he's been very successful for a long time and finally got over the hump to get back to yeah, the tournament. I, and I know this is a hump he's been wanting to get over for a very long time. I'm glad the guys dial Muncie were able to do it. And, uh, you know, it's just good to see him and, and those guys succeed because I know how much he wants it. I know how much it means to, you know, Ball State does have a rich pro- baseball history that, you know, outside of the stadium, they have a list of guys who made it to the majors. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty nice list. Yeah. Um, so there's a good tradition there. They've got the new field all taken care of. The new facilities are nice. So I think this is a good, good opportunity for the Cardinals to uh, to make a statement. And, and not only is- for the school, but the conference as well, because the MAC is, a, you know, whether we like it or not, or we know, the conference as a whole is a rich baseball conference. Mm-hmm. This is Ball State's first tournament appearance since 2006, right? The uh, six or seven, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so yeah, I mean, hats off to them and what they've done. We'll be watching. We'll be mm-hmm. pulling for them. You know, we'll try to send out tweet updates as we can throughout the game. By the time this episode drops, we'll uh, we'll probably be starting first pitch. So yeah. um, you'll be listening to us chat away about the tournament while the tournament's going on. So I'm excited for that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, this is a good, good end to the, to the athletic year. Um, tonight, uh, I did see on Twitter, um, they were doing the, um, let me pull it up. Cause I was just looking at this before we started the show. Toledo took home the Reese trophy and Ball State took home the Jacoby Trophy. Jacoby these Jacoby. are these are the two trophies. The, the Reese Trophy, for those who don't know, is the Mid American Conference, the the school who had the best overall men's programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Toledo takes it home for the second year in a row. Ball State wins their Jacoby Trophy for the women's side. This is the women's side um, for the sixth time in program history and the first since two thousand and three. Yep. Um, so congrats to Ball State and Toledo on that. They did their Hall of Fame induction inductions tonight as well, uh, including a couple names you're gonna know: Greg Jennings, uh, Ron Harper. Which that still blows my mind that he that he played basketball at Miami, Ohio, of all places yeah. in the world to play basketball. He played at Miami, Ohio. You've got um Herb Page from Kent State, mm-hmm. and then. You got Courtney Brown from Buffalo. You've got Mickey Cochran from Bowling Green. Those are the Mac inductees this year. So very excited for all those guys. Very well deserved. I mean, anybody can go look up their resume and see. Yeah, these are guys who deserve to be in the Mid American Conference Hall of Fame. Greg Jennings and Ron Harper, probably the two most notable guys on that list, at least for for football and basketball fans. But a major hats off to all of them. Kelly Andrews, uh, the outgoing assistant athletic director at Toledo, won the Trailblazer Award, um, which honors the MAC individual that demonstrated support of equal opportunities and the student-athlete experience. Kelly Andrews, for anybody who knows her, if you've been in the MAC long enough, this is a name you know. 
very, very well deserved for her. Congrats to her. As she goes off into retirement, she's been at Toledo for a long, long time. Yes, she has. So, yeah, that was their awards tonight. Big congrats to everybody over there. Um, They were doing that at ceremony up in Cleveland. So, congrats to everybody in Cleveland tonight on their inductions and their awards. Very well earned and very well deserved by all parties. Absolutely. So, I think that's about it. Um, I know you guys have seen a couple things I've been working on um, for us and things that we've got kind of in the works. Uh, building our mobile app. That has been a fun project. I think AJ uh, AJ was kind of laughing when, when I texted him. I wanted to build a mobile app. And, uh, what, what was your quote, AJ? You said, uh, don't you have a real job? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And... Uh, but no, in all seriousness, guys, this has been a project that's been fun to kind of put together. I'm really excited to get this into people's hands and get this into beta testing, let you guys give us some feedback before we officially launch this. Um, a lot of time and effort and thoughts have gone into building this to make this a unique oper- or a unique experience for people to be able to read, for people to be able to use. And I, I think I think people are going to like it, AJ, based off things that I've shared with you and things we've kind of discussed. I think this is going to be a pretty quality addition to covering the Mid-American Conference. Yeah, absolutely. It's something new. It's something exciting and something everybody can be a part of. Absolutely. Um, I think that's going to about do it for me this week. AJ, you have anything else on your mind? That's it for me. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in, checking us out. We appreciate it. We are updating a few things on our website so you can check those out over at www.thecscpodcast.com going to be making a few tweaks a few additions here and there um if you're if you're listening to us on spotify apple podcast please 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 do us a solid leave us a review uh we're trying to pump up a few numbers on some things so any review any updates that you guys feel you want to share you know, if, leave us a five-star review. If you don't leave us a five-star review, well, don't leave us a review. Um, no, in all, in all seriousness, leave us a review. We, we love the feedback. We love the, the criticism, the, the critiques. We want to we make sure that we are continue to be the best Mid-American Conference podcast out there um, and continue to deliver you guys as best a coverage as we can. So please leave a review. Please subscribe. Please follow us along on Wherever podcasts are, wherever you listen to us, please subscribe so you stay up to date for all of our episodes. Um, Like I said, we're doing the mobile app. Follow us on Twitter. We're now over 1750 on Twitter, trying to hit that 2000 mark here before football season, which would be awesome. Um, Yeah, we got a couple things in the works, and we're just excited to keep, keep moving this thing forward. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week.